Amen. Thank you for that wonderful anthem. The, the sounds of Easter, the, the sight of the, of the flowers, the smell of spring, even, even the taste of the food. I, this is such an exciting day. And it, it takes so many people to put Easter together like this. Dozens and dozens of people to cook and to do flowers and to do music and to prepare the buildings. For everyone who worked to make Easter happen this year, thank you so much. What a wonderful day this is. As we prepare for our scripture lesson, we'll be reading from uh, John chapter 20. Uh, In our sermons over the last few weeks, we've been looking at meals that Jesus ate with his uh, disciples, with his followers, and even sometimes with his enemies. But today, we're going to step out of those passages and we're going to turn instead to a traditional Easter passage. I can't imagine Easter without one of the Easter stories. And so we'll be reading from John uh, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. But before we go to God's word, let's first take a moment to go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks for this moment. We thank you for the joy, the celebration of this, this time, of this day. We give you thanks for the blessings of Easter. And as we turn to scripture today, we ask that you would help us to understand We ask that you would open our ears and our eyes, our hearts and our minds, that we might come to know who you are. We might come to know what the scriptures mean. We might come to know what it means that this is Easter. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. John chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Listen to the word of God. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark... Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet... They did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she went, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher, Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers 
And say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, as we turn our attention now to the gift of your word, we ask that your spirit would be with us in this building or wherever we are, whenever we hear it. We ask that you would open our eyes and our ears, our minds, our hearts, that you would change our lives through this gift of your word. We ask that we would understand the scriptures and even more so come to know what it means that this is Easter. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is Easter. And as we read this passage, there's that that, that strange phrase as John describes the experience of those first Christians who gathered at the tomb on that Sunday morning. John tells us that they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. They gathered together that morning. They, they raced to the tomb. They went to the, to the graves themselves. They had heard the stories of Scripture throughout their lives. They had followed Jesus for years. And yet, as they gathered staring into that empty tomb, they did not understand the Scripture that he must rise from the dead. And we, we watch as, as the action plays out. And, and the, uh, the disciples, they, they, they see this empty tomb. They turn around and they go back to get the others. But Mary stays behind. And the angels speak to Mary. And as she begins to weep, they, they ask her why she's weeping. As if they expect her to understand what's happening. But Mary doesn't, she doesn't understand. She turns around and she looks, uh, looks right into the face of Jesus and she still doesn't understand. And he asks her again, why are you weeping as if he expects her to understand? But Mary still doesn't understand. And to be fair, Mary perhaps could have understood. I mean, if you, if you look back throughout scripture, the, uh, this really does make sense. This is, this is the logical next moment in the story of God's work with humanity. This, is, this makes sense. It's, it's so consistent with all the other stories we see in Scripture. This is, this is who God is. Uh, think back to the stories that, that you have, you've been told, that you have learned, that, that you have heard throughout your life. Think back to, to the stories that, that tell us who God is. Think back to, to stories like the story of, of Abraham and Sarah. When God decided to to bring forth a chosen people, God chose to bring forth this people out of Abraham and Sarah long after their childbearing days were over. This is who God is. God does the unthinkable. God does the unlikely. God does the improbable. God does the impossible. This is who God is. Or uh, think think ahead uh, to the next several books in the Old Testament. When God chose to speak, to give the people his word, to give the people his law. And God chose to speak, not through a priest, not through a politician, but God chose to speak through a speechless sinner named Moses. This is who God is. Or jump ahead to a book like like Judges. When God set the people free, God chooses to set the people free, not through the judge named Deborah, not through the warrior named Barak, 
But God chooses to set the people free through a, a homeless woman named Jael in her tent. This is who God is. Or I think about the, the line of Jesus. We, we remember that Jesus comes from the line of David, but the line of Jesus did not start with a king named David. It started with a beggar named Ruth. This is who God is. When God wants to proclaim a, a message of life to the prophet Ezekiel, he takes Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones. And the prophet watches as these dry bones all of a sudden take on skin and flesh and life and breath. This is who God is. And it's not limited to the Old Testament. We see this after the first Easter, when God gathers the people for that first moment of the Christian church, the first sermon of the Christian church, the first moment when this new church will gather and hear who Jesus is, look who was chosen to preach the sermon. It was Peter who denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. It's Peter that God entrusted with the first sermon. This is who God is. And when that church began to grow, and when it was time for that church to go out into all the world, God entrusted the life and health and growth of the church to the one man who had dedicated his career to stopping the life and health and growth of the church. He gave the message to Paul to carry throughout the world. This is who God is. Over and over and over in Scripture, we see that God does the unthinkable. God does the unlikely. God does the improbable. God does the impossible. This is who God is. So when Mary stared into that empty tomb, this is who God is. Perhaps, perhaps she should have understood. And it's not just the stories. I mean, we, we find this not only in the stories of Scripture, but, but we find this in the very words of the poets and the prophets. Uh, this, this, this message, this good news that Mary encounters as she stares into that empty tomb, this is the same good news we see all throughout Scripture. It's the same good news we find in, in Psalm 49 that tells us that God is able to redeem life even from the grave. It's the same good news. It's the same good news we, we see in Isaiah 26 when the prophet tells us that corpses will live, the dead will rise, and those who dwell in dust will shout for joy. It's the same good news. It's the same good news we find in Ezekiel 37 when uh, the prophet tells us that the people will come to know God when he opens their graves and brings them up. It's the same good news. It's the same good news we find in Daniel chapter 12 when Daniel tells us that those who sleep in the dust will awaken to eternal life. It's the same good news. It's the same good news from Hosea chapter 6 that tells us God will revive the people on the second day and on the third he will raise them up that they might live in his sight. It's the same good news. It's the same good news we find in Jonah who goes down to the land whose bars close upon him forever and he is there for three days before God speaks to the fish and it spits Jonah on the dry land that he might preach the good news to the nations. It's the same good news. It's the same good news from Malachi who proclaims to us that the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. It's the same good news. Mary stares into an empty tomb and it is the same good news. As Mary peers into that empty grave, it is the same good news. This is who God is. It's who God was. It's who God will always be. The good news is the same. Perhaps Mary should have understood when the tomb was empty what Easter really means. But on the other hand, maybe we need to cut Mary a little bit of slack. I mean, after all, this was a truly surprising moment. 
I think about how rare real surprises are. Uh, we, we use the word surprise often, but real surprises, they don't, they don't come around very much. Think about, uh, think about a Christmas gift that surprised you. Chances are it, it still came around Christmas. Or think about, uh, think about a surprising marriage proposal. It probably didn't come from a complete stranger. If it did, this is a very different story. A true surprises are rare. Think about the last time someone dropped something and it surprised you. Chances are, when they dropped something, whether or not it broke, you knew which way it would fall. A true surprises are rare. They don't, they don't come around very often. There's a, there's a range of reality we know to expect, we know to accept. There are things that, that we can foresee. There are things we depend on. We believe that we understand what we can expect from the world. We believe we understand the way that reality works. And as Mary peers into that empty tomb, she finds that her expectations are nowhere near reality. She finds reality is so much bigger than she ever dreamed. She finds that amongst all the range of things she was prepared to expect, she was prepared to accept when she came to pay her respects, they all began with a dead body. And she found herself peering into an empty tomb and discovered that God was at work doing more than she ever dared to ask. She found that God was at work doing more than she could ask or think. God was at work doing uh, far more than all that she could ever ask or think. God was at work doing abundantly far more than all that she could ever ask or think. She discovered that reality does not always work the way we think it would or the way we think it should. That the world around us is not governed by the powers around us. It's governed by the God above us. She discovered that the love beyond us is what drives reality. She discovered in that moment a true shocking surprise that reality is greater than we could ever dream she discovered in that moment that this is Easter this is Easter that means that that even though God is the same even though it's the same good news the world is completely different than we ever dreamed all of a sudden Mary discovered that the world is different even even today even as you read the news today and you see all the stories about violence and war we discover that this this is Easter this means that war cannot overcome peace peace does not end in war in fact this is easter it means that we will do the work until one day we can beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks this is easter it means that peace will overcome war that war will be conquered by peace this is easter this is easter It means that hope will not be washed away in despair. In fact, our hope is a sure and steadfast anchor for our souls. Our hope does not disappoint because our hope is in Jesus Christ. And long after our despair is washed away, our hope will remain secure. This is Easter. This is Easter. It means that love does not run in the sight of fear. In fact, this is Easter. It means that perfect love casts out all fear. It means that our love cannot be scared, that our love puts fear to flight. This is Easter. This is Easter. It means that light cannot be extinguished by darkness. It means that light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not, has not, 
cannot and will not overcome it. This is Easter. Darkness will be extinguished by light. This is Easter. It means that grace will not be overcome by sin. The more that sin abounds, grace will abound even more. This is Easter. It means that grace will overcome our sin. This, this is Easter. It means that joy does not give way to sorrow. Sorrow is real and weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. This is Easter. This is Easter morning and joy will take away our sorrow. Our sorrow awakens into joy. This is Easter. This is Easter. It means that life does not end in death. Death, death has lost its victory. Death has lost its sting. It means that death has been swallowed up in victory and our lives do not end in death. Our death ends in life. Mary peered into that tomb and this is Easter. She discovered in that moment what it means to come face to face with the good news of the gospel that God loves us no matter what. The good news of the gospel that Christ has died and Christ will come again. The good news of the gospel that Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. This is Easter. This is why we're here. This is why we exist as a church. This is why we buy blankets for our neighbors. This is why we protect the children of our community. This is why we call our leaders to greater faithfulness. This is why we vote the way we vote. This is why we pay so much attention to how we spend and share and save and give our money. This is why we sing our songs. This is why we pray our prayers. This is why we feed the hungry. This is why we shelter the homeless. This is why we clothe the naked. This is Easter. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This means that everything is different. God is the same. The message is the same, but the world is so much different than we ever thought it would be. This, this is Easter. Mary peered into that tomb. She didn't understand. Because Easter is, it's not something you can ever really understand. You can try. I encourage you to try to spend the rest of your life trying to understand Easter. But Easter, it's not something to understand. It's something to to proclaim that the good news is the same. Easter is something that we live. Mary peered into that tomb and she came to realize that this, this is the, the feast of victory of our God. This, this is Easter. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this is Easter. Amen.